You're listening to Antididact, the podcast about how-to, where we ask how come. My name is Ian, and I am your primary talkster this episode. Who is my secondary talkster? What's up? As always, it's Alex. Foncho Huddy, back again. You know what it is. Who do I got next to me? Oh, it's me, Hanko. I'm slightly offset from the prime meridian so uh you're actually a cross in this case yeah we, we've kind of like done a little bit of a mind boggle and just changed up the order just no, well hank refuses to get out of his seat it's more like that <laughs> I, I i hate sitting on the left side of things i was like i have to be on the right side oh uh, but yeah anyways it's me hanko oh the expert of experts in tease <laughs> the expert of experts <laughs> that might be a cool title and we've done kind of a z shape today i'm the i'm the bottom of the z the last stroke i'm the fred and I'm pissed off because I got a blister the size of my thumb. Well, let's talk about that later. I know. I'm not, I, I didn't actually want to talk about that. I just want Wait, to. I want to talk about Fred's blister. I want to talk about Fred's thumb. Can we talk about <laughs> Hank's deck? <laughs> so, okay. Deck news. Breaking news. I had a deck. I would wake up. <laughs> you had a deck? I would wake up at the crack of dawn every day. To crack and the deck. I would work with my forefather to destroy and pull up the boards from this deck. You pulled yourself up by your board straps. <laughs> yes. Why do you have to get rid of the deck? Because uh, we're going to get a new deck. And by that, I mean, like, we actually kept the, uh, the like, if you can, if you think of the deck as, like, a, a healthy being, we've essentially stripped the skin from the deck, and we've kept the skeleton So you've made it a very unhealthy being. You, you flayed it. You flayed the deck. Yeah, it's a filet <laughs> deck mignon. Uh, what is the beating heart of the deck? Oh, that's got to be like the the concrete pillars it's, that pulsate up and no, down. No, it's it's the grill. Oh yeah, yeah. no. So we, we 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 gave it a quadruple bypass by like moving the grill to our other deck. <laughs> the frog pond is fine though. No wood has been thrown in there. No, 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 no. A lot of frogs have been thrown in there, but no wood. <laughs> uh, and oh, speaking of also getting thrown is for Father's Day. I got my my father a very special bird feeder that has the added ability. Of rotating 160 degrees within a fraction of a second. To throw a squirrel. <laughs> to throw squirrels. And I saw it with my own eyes. This one this one dude, he's so fucking dumb. He <laughs> he like tried to climb in. He like tried to like get on the top of the bird feeder and like shimmy his way down. And he like he got his head stuck in like the rotating thing. Oh, so he's no. like he's like flinging around <laughs> it's like those astronauts and like the astronaut machine that they have spinning around. Uh, and then he and then he got thrown out, and uh, he just decided to eat the seed on the ground from then on. What's funny about those two is the squirrel usually grabs on at like a full distance away, <laughs> like it's completely slack. And then the thing starts spinning, and they're like, "Oh, well, I got to pull myself up." And as they pull themselves closer, the thing spins faster and faster. <laughs> so you know, it's like everyone's child favorite childhood game, spinning in a circle. No, uh, but I saw like a YouTube because I was looking for like the uh, like who's the best squirrel. I like doing this, so I would look up on YouTube like squirrel spinner vids, and there was this one champion squirrel who would hook both of his feet into like he would hook like hold it with two hands, hook his feet into it so that like he's kind of like underneath it. And think about it, you're not sp- like you're spinning so fast, it's like like star, like your 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 like hands are all splayed out. Uh huh. Guy hung on it for like two and a half minutes. It was crazy. Until the thing slowed down and he could very slowly crawl into it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. What's the activation time on this? Is it is it motion activated? <laughs> it's not a booby trap. Yeah. Well, like, does it fling birds off of it too? Well, it's okay. Like- so it doesn't fling birds. <laughs> it's specifically designed to detect squirrel feet. Uh, but I think if like 40 birds tried to like land on it at once, it might spin and then like all the birds would just like kind of flap away or whatever. 
I don't think Fred knows how this thing works. I'm a little confused. Is it like wait? Is it like a pressure pad? Like as soon as it detects the weight of the squirrel, it spins. No, no. Just picture a bird feeder, okay? Yeah. You have a bird feeder in your mind. Now rotate it 360 degrees. It's, it's, it's the same place it was in the beginning. <laughs> it's the same That's picture how it I had before. That's how it works. It just spins. Like, how is it active? Do you press a button? No, Fred. It's literally just a ball bearing. It just spins naturally. Oh, it's a pressure it's plate. It's not electronic. It's just, okay. no, it's electronic. It is okay. Electronic. That's enough. That's God enough. damn it. <laughs> If I hung on to one of those, I'm going to stay on for the whole ride. I'm talking five <laughs> minutes rodeo anyway. Oh, yeah. They've only got enough, like, milliamp hours to, like, outlast maybe, like, a very fat chipmunk or something. Alex, you were getting a nut today, right? Oh, yeah. Um. So I was doing uh, a hajj, going to all the music stores in the upper northeast, and I had to get a nut. <laughs> and I w- won't explain <laughs> any further. Where'd you bury it? <laughs> no, no, you can't bury I, your seed. Bad things will you, happen. Do you think I'm going to tell you where I buried my nut? Um, you, maybe you, you I might take, find it. You're going to take my nut. Where did you install your nut? Um, the, the tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I did a mod. If you think you know what Alex's nut was like, you can send a DM to anti underscore didact on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's all you nut freaks out there. What's your favorite nut material? And speaking of freaks, let's get freakish and get into what we get into. Yeah, it was a, a transition right there, and uh, you're gonna have to plop up right now, plop, fork it over. Got a got a special guide for us today. Something I want us to do as we go through this guide is follow it in real time. It's like the episode of Twenty Four. Yes, this is gonna, this podcast will happen in real time. But I want us to follow the steps and do what they say and see what kind of results we get. Because today's guide is how to write a concrete slam poem. Oh, yes. Damn. Concrete? A concrete slam poem. <laughs> That's is a... concrete, baby. Yeah. It go concrete. <laughs> Creed of these nuts. A concrete slam poem is a poem written for performance within a short space of time. This article is intended to assist you in writing a well-formed slam poem. Would that be like the most like painful type of poetry to get slammed with? The concrete type? No, I'm actually more uh, hurt by abstract wounds. <laughs> I don't like it when a poem makes me feel good because poems are supposed to be sad. Every poem ever has made me feel bad. <laughs> Jack Perlutsky poems make me feel especially bad because like you, you read them and it's like, oh, the poem's written in a spiral and you read it and it's like, I'm a kid having fun. Poems are fun. I like poems. And you're like, this is not at all what a poem should be like. Wait, what's the one the crow wrote where it's like, never more, never more. Yeah, the crow the wrote crow that one. <laughs> As long as it makes you feel something. I, I thought the pallet bust poem. of palace wrote that. No, it was like it was like a crow named like Eddie or something. No, that was written by Rube Goldberg. Edgar Money. <laughs> Say never more. Say never more. <laughs> Stop saying shit. <laughs> All right, we got uh, the title of the steps is steps. Yeah, this one is not. This one is not broken up into methods. I'm sorry to all of our fans of hierarchies out there. Is there a date on this one? Like, I wonder if this was a very early. No, how. this is oh, pretty recent. If it was the primordial, how August fourth, twenty twenty one. Damn! So someone is just an idiot. <laughs> we got to do the first wiki how one of these days. So, step one: come up with a topic. Unless you are a professional poet or writer, you probably won't accidentally spit out a masterpiece. It takes work. Think of a topic you care about and know well enough to write about. 
also think about a wide enough and deep enough topic that you have something meaningful to say about it. All right. I want to spit up a masterpiece Guys, after so a night of heavy drinking. What's our topic? We we all love slam poetry. We're just slamming out cold ones all day. <laughs> it needs to be wide and deep. It needs to be wide and deep, just like a good poem should be. <laughs> what if there was a valley? <laughs> Maybe the valley we live in, or where we're recording in. Maybe we could write a little slam poem about about the place where we're from oh water mm. it's very dirty fish and poop floating free well, like what the place, soul feels what place are we from new york yeah <laughs> for the purpose hudson of valley the- baby queens yeah. i was born in the hudson motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> they had to fucking drag my mother's lifeless corpse out of that they cut me out i was free <laughs> I, yeah. I was adopted by some fishermen after they pulled me in a troll. Hey, boss, what's this? I don't know. We're going to have to raise him to be a fisherman or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can do slam poems. He'll be our jester. What about that? I think that's a good jumping off point. A guy who was found by fishermen who was raised in the sea. Because the sea is very wide and deep. That's yes, true. Yes, there true. we go. Okay. Oh, it's like instead of that guy who like lived with the wolves, it was that guy who lived with the fish. No, he lived with fishermen for sure. <laughs> but fishermen live with fish. He was raised by the fish, then he lived with the fishermen. <laughs> hey, what, oh. what if he lived as a fisherman, but he was raised as a fish? <laughs> <laughs> and what if at the end of his life, they have to release him back into the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, they throw him off the boat and go back with your kind. He's just drowning. <laughs> back yeah, from they, once you came. They raised him to school all the fish into the net. I was dragged from the murky deep. I didn't know which way was up. I didn't know which way I could speak. But then I learned, and I spoke down, down to the ground, to the ground I could not stand on, because the ground was not with my friend Anton, who lived in the ocean. And I would visit him every day. But every day I would say, and I would pray. Bring me back onto the boat. Um, yeah, I, I know about fish, so I'm going to school you. My favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille. <laughs> oh, I like speak words when I slam poetry. Was raised with the clams slowly. <laughs> Born to die, raised with the clams. <laughs> Women love me, clams fear me. <laughs> I want to get raised with the clams, teacher. I'm actually 7,000 clams in a trench coat. <laughs> the guy wanted us to write a poem about baseball. I, th- <laughs> I think we've gotten a little... We can write one about baseball. My name is Baseball Ike, and I live with a mic in my face. That's right, I announce for baseball. My name is Baseball Steve. I like to cleave. They always get mad at me because I knock the baseball into two pieces. <laughs> you're just... You're testing the limits of the English language. <laughs> I like how the structure for all of our slam poems is almost exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy. This is what I do. Non sequitur. Here is where I live. All right, Fred, keep going. So, like, we have, we've come up with something relevant to say about the topic, right? Yeah. I was raised with the fishermen, but I'm not a man. I'm a fish. Am I fish or men? That's, that's what the poem spells like fish or man. Fish or man. When I look in the mirror, I have a fish face, but what I really want to do is steal third base on a baseball team is where I belong. If you think that I can't do it, well then, 
Mister, you are very wrong. <laughs> oh, that was- We've got it all. Fish baseball. Great. That was great. <laughs> the best poem. I pour my heart out in a poem, and you just add on a line about fish baseball. <laughs> there, there's a there's a baseball player named Mike Trout. Is that anything? <laughs> let me um. Hey, can I, let me pull the computer up real quick. Get his stats up. That's something. That's something. Computer says that's something. It's okay, Hank. I don't want to kill your creative spirit. Dude, you killed my vibes, man. You killed his fish. I need to. You just released my vibes out to sea. <laughs> Actually, take take these bad vibes you're feeling and turn this into poetry. Oh, dude, I hate when I like I'm going fishing. I catch bad vibes. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm not alive. Your vibes deep, <laughs> like Mariana's trench. I've eaten lasagna on the bench. <laughs> It's the dream. Marinara bench. <laughs> got sauce on the bench. <laughs> I got sauce on the bench. <laughs> I was trying to do an impression of... <laughs> who's that? Who's that? <laughs> sauce on like, the bench? There's sauce on the bench. <laughs> Who were you trying to do an impression of? Gerald Seinfeld? No, it's... Uh, oh, wait. Oh. Jerome Seinfeld. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's that... Who's that, like, ugly guy that's, like, always in cartoons? They parry his face. <laughs> You got sauce on um, the bench. Donald Trump? No, 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 no. It's yeah, the, he's um, always in cartoons. It's like the, the like the old timey cartoons. I'm just imagining like the Monopoly man just pointing at a bench. He's like, you there got is sauce. sauce on the bench. Listeners at home, if you have any idea who Hank is impersonating, <laughs> drop a DM. We would love yeah. to know. You're gonna find this man's face on sauce cartons everywhere. <laughs> Have you seen this man? It's just a voice clip. It's the waveform man's voice. This is a picture of a bench with a bunch of marinara sauce. There's a missing person on a, a carton of marinara sauce, and you scan a QR code and it brings you to this episode. What cartoon character is this? <laughs> That's something you should send the AI bot to generate marinara on a bench. <laughs> So it wants it's trying to give us tips on how to write the best poems, but we'll just read the tips. We, we've already we've already done that. I think we are already writing <laughs> slam poems on the caliber that people who write slam poems do. So the the fish boy was raised with the fisherman, and he got sauce on the bench. But he really wants to play baseball. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we got so far. And you have to kind of channel this, like the kind of the, the ebbs and flows of his emotions, like the lowest lows and the highest highs. Like, so the sauce on the bench is a low, right? That's a low because yeah. you're eating lasagna, and you know lasagna needs to be sauced. So if your sauce is, you know, elsewhere, you're not going to be happy. It's going to be a very dry meal. It's going to be mostly ricotta and noodles. Yeah, if you're playing a baseball game and like your sauce gets benched, like that's just not fucking good. Really. <laughs> sauce. You're benched. I want. I imagine a different reality where, like, Babe Ruth's favorite food was lasagna. So now, like, in every baseball game, there's like a lasagna guy who comes around and serves you a big chunk. That'd be amazing. Dude, they got Garfield as the catcher. His favorite food was a uh, Babe Ruth candy bar, right? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. No, nah, it was cocaine. Is uh, is fish sauce a thing? No, yeah. you're thinking of clam sauce. Oh no, that's fish oil. You're thinking so. of clam juice. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to come up with another bit. It's like fish sauce. Is that a thing? There's nothing that bothers me more than being at Market Basket and seeing the clam juice, just Wait. hanging out in the deli. You don't like the clam juice? Yeah, right. Do next you like to the clams? Deli. Not really, but I know it's an ingredient in Bloody Marys. Like you want to use clam juice. If somebody gave you a hundred dollars to like take a big swig of clam juice, would you do it? Yes, for a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I eat clam chowder every day, so. 
Would you, would you, wait, would you eat clam chowder, but Every instead day. of like chowder, it's clam juice? No. It's just pulpy <laughs> clam juice. I want you to get like a very cringy shirt that says like, every day I'm chowdering. <laughs> Fred, chowder slam right now. <laughs> I got the chowder in my bowl. <laughs> oh, fuck. That sounds like a threat. And I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I score a goal. <laughs> yes. And when I eat the bowl. <laughs> Fred, don't eat the bowl. I develop a mole. Oh. He's got the chowder chargin. Chargin? Chargin? What does that word sound like? <laughs> you know what that word sounds like. Send a DM. Targin? Commander Tarkin? Don't send us any more DMs. Yeah, All I better right. not find any carpe in those DMs. I'm trying to rhyme. Like Parappa the Rappa. Actually, I would say that is my biggest inspiration in this episode, is I just keep thinking of when he's saying, like, M-I-X, the flower to the bowl. I, I did I did catch some Parappa uh, vibes in, in your, your lines. Yeah, yeah, it's unforgivable. He is a little guy, and he does rap real good. Oops, oops, what? Oops, oops. <laughs> Actually, the first time Hank played Parappa the Rapper, he immediately got you rapping cool just for mashing buttons. It was very funny. And then when you get you rapping cool in Parappa, it just lets you mash buttons more. Than mix, Hank. mix, mix, bowl, 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 mix, bowl, mix, 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 salad. You rapping real cool, just like Parappa. It hurts when you pee, just like Frank Zappa. Oh, man. All right, we got to move on to step two. We've been on step fire. one for five minutes. All right. The best poems and the poems best liked by audiences are ones they can relation to. It's <laughs> <That's mid-spitting. laughs> And that seem applicable to their lives. So, like, everybody's got that one person in the friend group who got raised as a fish. And he's trying to be a baseball player. Well, raised as a fisherman by fisherman. But no, he, he was, was raised by fisherman as a fish. To be a oh, fish. Oh, I see. So yeah. they were going to gut him eventually. <laughs> Throw <laughs> him overboard. They were fattening no, him up. No, I think, I think he, he's almost like their hunting dog. Like, they send him out to kind of, like, soften yes. the fish up before he's, they catch him. He's the sheepdog of, yeah. of the fishing crew. Step two, get some good music. <laughs> what? No, slam poems don't need music. Who is this fool? Whether you prefer <laughs> country or instrumentals. <laughs> Wait, what kind of dichotomy what? is that? Can you rap to country? <laughs> I, actually, you can. No, dude, that covers every song like ever created. It's either country or instrumental. Miley Cyrus raps to country. Even rap music is country music. It's just from a different part of the country. <laughs> every, True. All music comes from a country. Except for that like guy in the oil rig in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> International Waters music. <laughs> Roger International Waters. Anti- <laughs> Anti-country music. Listening to good emotional music can do a lot to get you in the writing mood. They want you to listen to emo music? What is emotional music? It is e- emo. emo music. They want you to listen to Pierce the Veil. They want you to listen to We Came as Romans. <laughs> I was. They want you to listen to the to Morrissey. <laughs> what are oh. some bands that have sentences for names? Um, bring me to life. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's, that's the fucking name. Oh, that's Evanescence. <laughs> that was the name of the song. LinkedIn Park. <laughs> LinkedIn Park. That's gonna be. Oh, that's gonna be a baseball stadium within the next ten years. It's like welcome to beautiful LinkedIn Park. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like OnlyFans Auditorium. Oh my god! If you tend to be influenced by lyrics you hear when writing, or if you just don't like writing while listening to music. Listen to some before you write. Or if you don't like music at all, look at artwork or a cool photo I'm for often, something to inspire you. I'm often influenced by lyrics like, um, why does that hurt when I pee? I'm influenced by cool photos. <laughs> 
I would love to hear how photos have influenced like your slam poetry career. that's like one step above graphic design is my passion it's like i got i pull up a, i'm like oh i need to i need my cool photo and i pull up a picture of a turtle trying to eat a strawberry and like the internal struggle of trying to capture the essence of the flavor how often do you change your desktop background uh only once i get a new computer that's the way to do it step three brainstorm this is optional and may be superseded later <laughs> but it is a good springboard Write down any phrases that come to your mind when thinking about your topic or any morals you hope your poem will convey. Then branch off of those. Try to think of metaphors for your main point or a simile to bring some imagery to your poem. A simile? So what is like being raised as a fish by fishermen? Hmm. Hmm. You've got a very stormy brain. You were raised in the storm, the part- eye of the storm. Being raised as a sheep by sheepdogs? <laughs> oh, being raised as a fish <laughs> by fishermen is like... Being raised as a sheep by sheep dogs. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. I'm doing snap claws if it's, it's not clear. It's like being raised <laughs> as a ham by the deadly man. <laughs> the boat may troll, but I get trolled too. My daily life is a struggle. How about you? <laughs> the boat it trolls, it trolls and crawls. <laughs> The boat, it goes, and it growls, and it goos. The barnacles. I say darnacles. We don't need any more of that shit. All I need is a big bowl of weed. (laughs) They said, get to the port bow. I said, how? How about I get to the port now, when I want to go to land, which you won't let me do. I'm like a fish. That you took out of water and won't let go back to water. But I'm a fish from water who you won't let go back to land. They said, don't call me a portmanteau. But I put my toe in the port and pulled. I feel like a goldfish in a plastic bag. Nemo is my dad. That sounds like I could totally picture like a Zoomer rapper saying a line like that that makes zero sense. Like not understanding Finding Nemo in the slightest, the plot or. <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating with the fish? Oh god, this is people kind of love this poem. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea that like you can brainstorm. It's like or not. It's optional. <laughs> this part is the most optional. Well, like, the first two steps were brainstorming. I mean, we're it's doing like, this optionally. What if I like my brain to be calm? (laughs) Maybe you could write a poem about that. (laughs) Step four. Write a rough draft. But before I read this step, I want to read their example of the rough draft. I am a hoodie. Parentheses. The self. Oh. Outside color is different from the inside. Rough texture outside. Soft and warm inside. Unzipping the hoodie is revealing yourself. Flipping it over is discovering something new and totally different, but it's still you. Is this person naked under the hoodie? That's <laughs> the is, implication I'm I getting, couldn't is even, that the hoodie is the only article of clothing on this person. I couldn't even read this with the right like flow and spunk because it's so baffling. I am a bunch of logs taped together with plastic bottles floating <laughs> in the sea, the roughest of the rafts. Keep going, keep going. Oh, I like to do arts and crafts. Abandoned on an island, I send out a message on my raft. Keep going. Arts and crafts? More like farts and crafts. 
I'm on the raft and I feel my inner fish take one over me and I become one with the from the ocean into the sea I feel the words of the poem around me encore one more encore one fish two <laughs> fish I am a fish I'm floating in a dish I, I wish I wish I was a a, a good condition <laughs> That was worth it. <laughs> the rough draft doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> Tell it to hang. That was perfect. <laughs> it's only a first draft. Try to include poetic devices and imagery, but mainly focus on getting your point across. It's like Rube Goldberg, a poetic device. So I guess like... Is, is it good to be a fish? Or say, is, know, like, is, it, is it good like to be a fish? What's our point? Is it a good thing? Is it bad? Uh, I feel like there's no abject morality to the world in a fish. You know they, you know what they say. It's easier for a fish to get into heaven than for a man to fit through the well, eye of a No, I mean like forget, forget good or bad. Like do we like that? He, do we like him? Do we like that he's a fish man? To like is to subject oneself to the true desires of the country's feelings. This man is stuck on slam mode. <laughs> I feel like he needs sunglasses now. You need bongos. No, I think the fish man's cool because he is kind of abstract. Is he, is he a fish or is he a man? He was raised by fish, but he's a man. But he was raised by fishermen as well. But is he a man? <laughs> he he's raised by have, fishermen to be a fish. He doesn't have gills, but he is slimy. There's the fish <laughs> raised by man and the man raised by the fish. He has a love for Italian food, which is unrecognized by the fishermen. And he has a love and an aspiration to be a baseball player, which people haven't talked about for a while. What do you think is the proper <laughs> way to season and prepare a fishman? A fisherman? No, the fish man, not the fisherman. Uh, with a contract? No, no, no. Like, like when we eventually um, cook him and eat him. Oh, oh. It, you you gotta you gotta pour the soy sauce on top of him, and he starts flapping his arms, even though he's already dead. <laughs> yeah, because the salt is completing the circuit. <laughs> We've already butchered him. See, I think you just gotta grill him, like you know, in an interrogation room with a big <laughs> with a big lamp. Yeah, I'm gonna grill him, and then we're gonna roast him. <laughs> and I'm gonna... The roast of the fish. <laughs> then I'm gonna get him baked. Oh, dude, it's the ultimate crime. If you were the fish man and you killed an, a separate man, and then you got grilled by the police, you could just turn into a nice savory meal and escape all consequences. What about this? The fish man fish slam. It's a yearly poetry competition that everyone enters because back in the 1920s, this fish man went on to do great things. He became very famous. He died way too young, and they've been celebrating his life ever since. 27 Club. Yeah. <laughs> Babe Ruth's son, Baby Ruthless. Yeah, that's, your, that's what you have to say about this serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Ruthless. <laughs> the alternate title for Boss Baby. <laughs> Okay, so even though the fishermen were nice to him, they still took advantage of him. Right out here, right in the book. What do you What do you think they're gonna do with him? Like, do you, he can't be re-entered into society <laughs> or the ocean? I mean, he doesn't have much longer to live. <laughs> yeah, how long do fishmen live? How long can he last out of water? Sixty-two fish years, which is, is like that? approximately 
two and a half days. What if it was Finding Nemo, but, but like Marlin found this like fish man on the bottom of the ocean and was like, fish man, no! <laughs> so, wait, and it's so, just a big man instead of Nemo. So are we, are we thinking like that, like like the, uh, like a body of a man with a fish head or like that no, fish? No, he's 100% the... human. He just has fish like mannerisms Oh, so I was picturing that fish from the Dreamcast game. Fish, oh, fish man. No, 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 no. Sea man. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> no, no. It would have been better if the game was called Fish Man. Ah, yes, my favorite Dreamcast game. Come! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever play Come for the DS? <laughs> Alright, so he's not half and half. Like, he's he's full man. We, we can just leave his story ambiguous. No, it's like a man who was raised by fishermen. <laughs> for some reason, that makes him. It's like whenever a fisherman is a child, they have weird fish-like mannerisms. I mean, I think he was also cut out of a dead woman. <laughs> it's like, right. It's like, it's like kind of the darker undertone of the whole thing. We haven't said how his Did we say that he's like an orphan of cause? <laughs> I think that was my joke like way back at the beginning of the episode. I missed that yeah, one. me too. I thought you were just trying to be dark. I was I basically have been imagining um, Flapjack from the amazing misadventures of Flapjack. Bubby! Blubby. No, it's Bubby. Bubby. It's Bubby. I love playing Blubby. No, I'm pretty sure it's Blubby. No, it's definitely Bubby. We'll find out later. No, it's been it's, a while since I've seen it's, Flapjack. It's, it's like not Blubby or something. It's not Blubby. That's what we call Bloodborne. <laughs> Hang on. No, it's Blubbery. No, it's Bubby, and I know that because that's the Greek word for grandma, and I always found it weird that they were named grandma. No, it's Blubby because she's it's made of bubbler. Bubbler. Blubber. I'm looking it up, but keep reading. It's I'll, like I'll bubbles. just interject later. All right, this is, this is a quick step. We have to, step five, edit the draft that we made. This is the stage where you can focus on making the words flow better, making the poem longer, and bring more poetry to your writing. You guys were right. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I Do you think the shareholders will like this? Uh, our shareholders are going to be really pissed. There's going to be a huge sell-off. <laughs> our, our shareholders, who's the, the fishermen's union. We're about to go into a podcast recession where no <laughs> one's allowed to podcast anymore. Didact coin is crashing. No. Not step- all of my anti-money, sorry. <laughs> step six. Time it. The basic length of a slam poem is three minutes, but depending on your audience... Damn. We haven't even gotten close. What? No, this whole fucking thing has been a slam poem. We've been spitting for like 20 minutes. No, this is a slam epic then. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm like the homer of being a douchebag at Starbucks. <laughs> Inadvertently writing Gilgamesh about a fish man. This yeah, is, dude, I gave my monkey a typewriter and yeah, he came is, up with this cool story. This is the epic of bacon. <laughs> so yeah, if it's for a school project or a short slam, then mm. a different length may be acceptable. Read your poem out loud to yourself, trying to approximate the speed you'd read it at the slam. Don't just read it in your head. You'll think a lot faster than you speak and be shocked when a page or two of writing lasts only 40 or 50 seconds. That is something that has always scared me about public presentation, is you can record a presentation that's five minutes long, and then you go to do it in front of the class, and it's two and a half minutes. And you're like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) That's why I always speak very... And then I have an ad break for 30 seconds. Yes. You go off on a tangent. Public presentation. I didn't have enough time. It is time for me to shit and lie. That's how that's how it goes for me usually. Public presentation. I commit a public defenestration. <laughs> I was um, I was spitballing a really dumb podcast idea with a uh, Chandler the other day, friend of the show, 
and the idea was to do a true crime podcast where you introduce like an absolutely horrific crime by describing it in explicit detail for about 25 seconds after the intro song and then you just cut to 30 minutes of advertising (laughs) (laughs) and then the last five minutes you just start rambling on about like where people can follow you Uh, (laughs) like you don't actually discuss the crime at all the youngest child of the smith family was thrown into a lawnmower (laughs) just like and 30 seconds of like target ads water country water country (laughs) when the summer Blazing in the sun. <laughs> Canceled at 17. Little Johnny 2 by <laughs> Ran over 14 people after he took his father's steamroller for a joyride. That, that would be so funny if we made like a true crime pro- podcast, but some people can getting canceled on the internet, but we pre- present it like that. Present it like they got murdered in cold blood. <laughs> it's still a mystery today of where the receipts are buried. <laughs> All right, step seven. If you feel comfortable with it, give your poem to someone else to read. You may not want to do this, but remember, you will be sharing this poem with an audience full of people soon. A dress rehearsal of a single person is not a bad idea. Plus, they can give you feedback or critique your readings when you practice those. I, like, go up to the barista at Starbucks, and I'm like, can I please read you my poem? I go up to my mom. I'm wearing my, like, favorite hoodie that I wear seven days a week. (laughs) It's pitch black. I have eyeshadow like melting down my <laughs> eyes. I've been trying to put makeup on to look even darker at school. <laughs> and darker and brooding, not like blackface. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I just want to be clear for the listeners at home. So anyway, I go up to my mom and I'm like, Mom. <laughs> mom. Mother. Mom. <laughs> I want you to read something. I have something for you to read. <laughs> and it's a I hand her a I hand her a poem that's like Blood. Can you read my dark poem? It's about dark bingo. <laughs> a thousand years of blood. I found blood in my stool. <laughs> I wish there was a pool full of blood <laughs> that I could put my pud. Because I'm sexually attracted to blood. I, I, I put my stool in the pool and I played the fool. Do you know having blood in your stool just means the, the poo turns black? It doesn't turn red? You, you've never like shotgun blasted out a fart and seen a bunch of blood I didn't know that I no. usually shit you're, a lot of blood so I, that's news to me yeah, healthy poop is actually matte black in color it looks like a shiny, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Vanta black it absorbs all the light in the toilet it looks like a shiny new car it looks like someone like you know the Looney Tunes and they paint the hole in the wall <laughs> you think there's a hole in your toilet <laughs> your poop should be pure black and shaped like whatever food you ate yeah, that emo kid probably killed himself or something. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Step eight, rehearse your readings. When performing a poem, it's good to move around a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Like prop comics, like running around on stage with a mic. Is that like, is that like doing a TED Talk? <laughs> just sweating and like just like fucking crouched over and walking in a circle. A yeah. Steve Ballmer, slam palm. Developers, 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 developers. Develop your soul. Don't develop f- your whole. Don't fidget or shift on your feet, but make some nice, strong hand gestures that add to your piece. You know who fidgets a lot, but is funny? Hank, but also Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield and all of his performances is always like, hey, uh, I'm so nervous. I don't, I've never been on stage before. My wife fucks other guys. <laughs> like, that's that always was, that was like half Rodney Dangerfield, half Woody Allen. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm not going to do my Woody Allen impression. I'll I wouldn't ask you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just look it up, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Woody Allen. He's the guy who grunts. 
Hank is making such a crazy free association. I'll leave it up to the listeners Hank's to figure out what get, it is. I think I know. Hank's going to get canceled for his offensive Tim Allen impression. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Today we're going to build a basement. <laughs> for most lambs, memorization is necessary. So make sure you keep that in mind, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's something to think about, man. I More forgot th- my poem. Now I need to go poem. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody got up into in an open mic and said that and then left, I would get I up would and give start them clapping. Money. Yeah. <laughs> they do slam poems in town. We could totally crash one and ruin it. <laughs> Just go up there and say, I forgot my poem. I need to go home. <laughs> Yeah, let's go to a freestyle uh, slam poem session. Let's go to a free association party. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a free association competition and your opponent is Hank. <laughs> and Hank's like, like someone will, someone will be like hamburger and, and Hank will be like, oh, banana. <laughs> and then hamburger, they'll be like, help me God. <laughs> and then like the judge will be up at a board like drawing like lines off like drawing like this huge like forking flow chart <laughs> off of like different references that Hank is making to each other be like, wow, trying Hank, to keep track of it Hank made a reference to a reference to a reference to a reference you killed our first analyst <laughs> oh you get disqualified though if you use an inside joke yeah you only have to use outside puns <laughs> yeah good there we go man yes yes <laughs> you just earned like 50 fantasy points for my free association fantasy team it's crazy alright Hank step 9 here don't freak out He's going to freak out. Don't freak out. You can't tell him that. You can find me at the Costco with my free associations. (laughs) You could have said PBS. That's a free association. (laughs) No, I'm thinking BJ's. Never mind. Catch me at the Freemasons. With my my assortment of cheeses and hams. (laughs) All right, right before you slam. You just shit your pants. (laughs) I I said cheeses and hams. I shit my pants. I just heard like the the shuffling of fabrics. I think it was it was Fred's and his balls on the chair. No, it wasn't. No, no, Hank, this is your fault. I tried to make the noise again. It didn't happen. No, it was it was the bean burrito hiding behind the couch. <laughs> Fred's doing the balls maraca thing again. We'll leave that up to the listener to figure out. We're leaving a lot of stuff up to the listener. This My episode. balls hurt when I pee. <laughs> well, we'll get canceled if we have to explain everything. That was a secret track. <laughs> it was a secret. <laughs> oh, it was a small child oh, digging a hole. That's was, where the noise. It was is. simply Lamont scratching at the couch. <laughs> Little baby bean burrito. So step nine: don't freak out. Right before your slam, you're probably going to be extremely nervous. Don't be. <laughs> oh, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Everything will be fine. Yeah, I always bring a porta potty with me when I do my uh, my slam poetry, just in case I get the shits. It reminds me of when you tell a depressed person to just like think on the brighter side. <laughs> think and of the silver just, linings. And all of a sudden, like their face lights up, like their skin gets a healthy glow, and they just they're just so appreciative. Be confident when you go to perform. Shoulders back, chin up. Read in a loud but slow voice, skimming the room. And making eye contact with as many people as possible. <laughs> Did this slam guy just fucking look at me? <laughs> Did this slam guy just fuck my wife? <laughs> what if you get heckled? Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh my god, they start heckling poetry back at you. We, we should, our next step should be how to heckle a slam poet. You should get new material. This thing you're doing, it's like eating cereal that's been sogged, been soaked by the milk. Don't believe me? Try it yourself. <laughs> I like my cereal sogged in the milk, smooth as silk, spread it like a butter from down under. I like my woman like I like my elf on the shelf. <laughs> this is my shelf woman right next to my, uh, my... Elf. My shelf woman makes milk. I keep her on the shelf. <laughs> oh <my God>. uh, <laughs> an alternate, alternate version of the Matrix that is dairy focused. Oh my! <laughs> an alternate version of Elf on the Shelf with huge titties. <laughs> Yo, that elf kind of stacked. Step ten. Congratulations, you're done. You did it. You're great. Is that what it says? Almost. You did great. It You're does, on your next poem. No, Hank was not exaggerating. That is is actually what it says. I'm not joking. All right. So I think we should have to draw straws, and the loser has the floor for one minute and does a slam poem. Well, let's make Fred do it because he hasn't done oh, a lot of slam God. poems. <laughs> I, I like that idea. Unless he truly fucks it up, then we'll just cut right to the next part. <laughs> Dude, it's it's <laughs> Philip K. Buster time. All right. So you know the lights fade in the Starbucks. And Fred walks to the podium, and he's wearing one of those like weird black hats with a little nipple on top. And I pulled out my bongos, and he's just like slightly, just like lightly hitting those bongos. Um, and you can't even hear them on the. There's board. there's <laughs> there's fifteen people in the Starbucks, and half of them are ordering, and the other half there's just not a chance they're looking at you. And you have to command the room, and it starts now. I walked into the room. I don't see anybody's gaze. <laughs> you already got canceled two lines. <laughs> I walk out of the room because I don't see any gays. <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is yeah. good. Keep going. I walk back in because I'm feeling fresh. But when I step onto the stage, my name is Pradesh. <laughs> yes. Everybody look at me now because I'm feeling kind of frisky. Never mind, don't look at me. I, I, I hate feeling like I've, like I've grilled a... a risky. <laughs> I hate feeling like I'm getting risky. <laughs> so when I walk off this stage in about 10 seconds, all of you have to pretend that I had a good... Five seconds. Right. Fred never made it off the stage that that day. He was actually assassinated by somebody in a nearby grassy knoll. Your stage presence puts me in a rage evanescence. Do we do we make everybody do this? No, absolutely not. We can't torture the listener like that. We already made them look up like ten things, and we made us we made them DM us like five times. We always do that though. I'm sorry, listeners. Send us a DM if you feel sad or if you have a slim poem that you want us to read on the show yeah that'd be good hank there's some q a here right there's an q a <laughs> today's q a we have a question what question could this be it is simply some unknown person asking how do i tell if my poem is good enough for the world read it read it out loud and be proud for the other people who have experienced your poetry slams ask for their opinion be prepared to be afraid and take constructive criticism and possibly edit your poem. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't like all that stuff you said about the fish man earlier. It was very upsetting. And why does he like baseball? As a fish man myself, I've kind of taken a little bit of a defense there. Can we just edit all of that out, please? All of Fred's no. thing? No, no, no. I, I'm like they're talking about editing the the, the slam poem. Just edit all the fishman. Oh my god! Oh, I see. It's you, not meta. You go, you go to like the editor and he's like, "Okay, take out this, take out this," and the only <laughs> word you have left is fish. <laughs> it's like when I leave Fred like editing instructions on an episode. It's like delete everything about uh, Frank Oz. Fuck you. <laughs> and I leave it in anyways. Uh, my friend liked salmon. His name is Sam, man. <laughs> I like it. Fred cut the part about Sam Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he sleeps with the Sandman. Oh, Hank's doing a thing. Did you leave a, a Q&A? I left a tip. What was the tip? <laughs> Fishmen play the best baseball. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a great one, dude. <laughs> it doesn't show up. I think it has to wait moderator approval. Yeah, moderator's probably. I do like the idea of torturing the moderator. Like, like from your pals at Anti-Didact. <laughs> you did, did you sign it? Oh, wait, we actually have one more section. Oh, there's a things you'll need. Things oh, I'll no. need. Oh, we What could you possibly need for something that you can prepare oh, for optional? A weird hat. You like could literally confidence. use this WikiHow as your own checklist. So, like, when you're going up to do it, you can check off each individual thing. So, like, I have a timer. I have a music or an image. <laughs> and I have written a paper with a pen or a digital writing device. Why I don't need any of these things. I can just memorize it. Couldn't you just read this guide as a slam poem and no one would say anything and everyone would just kind of accept it? <laughs> I feel like people who do slam poetry are very accepting. So you could probably read the phone book up there and they wouldn't cry. Slam poem about slam poem? A metatextual slam poem. Mm. Is that what metatextual means? Maybe no. a maybe <laughs> isn't a maybe, but a 50% B. Yeah, no, Hank was reading the uh, image there. I'm 50% B. There was a character in our last episode who was 50% B, so go listen to that one if you haven't listened to it. Oh, and... oh, the horrifying child from the baby monitor. Yes. That's right. Uh, that episode, very funny. You should listen to it. And if you haven't listened to it, you can subscribe to us on all sorts of services. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're even on TikTok if you want to listen to clips. Wow, we're on TikTok? Yeah, wow. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Torture your Zoomer nephew. Send him this. Yeah, so if you want to follow us, our <laughs> handles are in the episode description. You can follow us on Twitter, anti underscore didact. You're probably sick of hearing that by now. And yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Follow us on TikTok. TikTok, the clock, type times midnight. Hank is very obsessed with TikTok right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. 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 Peace. <laughs> Dot org.